hello. Oh, hi. Alrighty, so discussion three. How is everybody? Good, ready and pumped. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, does anyone want to start off the podcast? Um, I can if you want me to. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for this one, I was rhetorical analysis. So it just said, um, like, what are some assumptions? And, like, what are some places that they appeal to? They're, like, ethos, pathos, and logos and stuff. Um, I really thought that all of them were kind of represented because they're just, like, there's so many, there's so many places, like, of emotion that are, like, stored throughout the actual, like, book itself. But I think, like, the main thing has always been, of course, the camp itself. But I also think it was also not only that, the camp, but it was also the transition period before, like, him in his own kind of, like, home and kind of in his place, like, before everything was happening to, like, the camp to... I kind of, like, put in a little bit of, like, where he was, like, in the hospital area, only because you just see, like, the difference between not only, like, the actual camp itself and how they treat them, and then when he gets injured and then how they treat him there. So I thought that was really, like, a really big, just, like, difference when it came to, like, how much, like, emotion was stored in between each event. I don't know. I just thought that, like, and there were just so, like, especially since it's been a while since I've done it, but I wanted to point out, like, one big one, which was when they were doing the selection and his father was kind of... Um, you know, he thought he was going to be put up for selection, so he kind of gave him almost like his last room, like the father's like last remaining, almost just valuables to the whole family, which I thought was like, I don't know, to me, it was just like so scary. So I was just like, oh no, like they're going to be separated after all of this time. You know, he even gave up his own almost like injury, like his own kind of freedom just to be with his dad, which I think is a lot of stuff that we just kind of take for granted is just family yeah definitely see that right i agree where you said there's a lot of emotion especially um in the few chapters that we read we read i feel like um this really um hit big on the emotion side seeing their connection and then um the overall fear when he thought that his father was going to get chosen for the selection i think it was kind of just a slap in the face for the first time in a while because I remember saying before that it was kind of not much was happening it was like the usual routine and then all of a sudden like this selection just came up and it was kind of big and important Mm -hmm. and crazy yeah everything changed Mm -hmm. I think all of his like main like kind of like goal was kind of just like shifted I think it was like at first they all just kind of wanted to get out of there like alive and then eventually once this huge event happened his whole kind of goal changed to i want to make it out alive but i also want to make it alive with my father which i think was his main goal at the beginning but i think now we see it actually represented once we actually had like one big main event actually like happen right definitely agree yeah i agree too yeah, so I think that's kind of, I kind of like summed it up for me. So if anybody wants to go next. Um, I can go. So this week I was Evans Checker. 
Um, and I was, my main goal was to basically look at the different pieces of evidence, whether it was ethos, logos, or pathos. And I feel like he used a variety of different techniques in the novel. Um, he pertains to many of the events that went on, but I feel like pathos was the main type of evidence that he used. Um, since he is telling a story, he uses personal experiences, and usually with um, biographies, they contain emotions that perceive along the plotline. Um, the author's use of logos and ethos are not as prominent as pathos, um, but it is hard to look for facts and pure logic when reading this novel since it is a person's life and not like actual data. Um, I do believe that um, Eli, I'm not sure if that's how you say Eli um, Weasel, I think that's his last name, is extremely dependable due to the fact that he was in the camp and um, his reliability I feel like is valid. Um, one of the pieces of evidence I found is um, states that and then there was no longer any reason for me to fast. I no longer accepted God's silence as I swallowed my ration of soup. I turned that act into a symbol of rebellion and protested against him. I think that they were further um, deeper into the camp, being there for a couple months, maybe even a year, and I think that he was losing his faith during this time because nothing was happening, nothing good was happening. Um, he believed that there was no god out there, no protector to shield him from the horrible events that were going on, and his choice to not eat the soup and decided to fast is basically him rebelling against god, um, believing there nothing is good is going to come out of the camp, therefore his faith is not as strong as it was previously during the beginning when that was all he could hold on to. Um, so sorry, yeah, that's it. No, that was really good. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was an interesting point because of going into the camp, I feel like a lot of the other men as well, and women, um, were very strong with their faith because that's all they had left because they had to give up everything else. But as they got further in, they realized this isn't getting any better. It's almost getting worse. So maybe um, I shouldn't believe in God anymore. Yeah, it is interesting how um, <clears throat> like the whole... <clears throat> Sorry, like the whole faith thing kind of changes for them. I don't know, because you always hear about like faith unifying people during the darkest hour. And this is kind of their darkest hour got darker and darker, and they just kind of really lost any faith at all. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that was like, I think at the beginning, I just remember us discussing and, you know, week we had discussed you know that was the one thing that we thought that they kind of kept throughout this time of really like just hardship was their religion and their beliefs and stuff and eventually going through the story and seeing how they are all like put under pressure that their their faith and their own beliefs kind of start to become lost and they kind of just i don't know i just remember that a lot of them were just saying like you know why would someone do this to all of the all of us which is why i feel like they kind of like i just remember us saying you know that we saw a lot of people not as like rebellion kind of like not a lot of people were kind of just really saying like oh blaming it on others and now we kind of start to see it once it starts to progress so the story that they are starting to become very vulnerable which is of course expected because they are put in such a terrible position that i would think that anybody put in that position would do such thing 
Right, definitely. I, I think I totally agree with that state because um, they just don't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Every day just feels the same. Shall I finish it off? Sure. Okay, so I did this analysis, and um, <laughs> there really wasn't much involved. I mainly looked at, like, how does, I don't know, just, like, the structure, what it's called, yeah, how these um, kind of connect to the novel. And we talk about, like, what does each paragraph fulfill? And that's kind of a not unusual question, but it's interesting because... When you're talking about life, of course, the paragraphs are going to be a little less, I don't know, like, academic and more just like, this crazy thing happened, it's even worse, um, and this is what people responded. I felt that was kind of the base of just the whole story, just, you know, just the, not a great time. Mm-hmm. I had to also evaluate, um, Kind of the way he wrote it, and which which is a something that I kind of liked because it's not it's kind of like a insane, not like it's not your double vanity. You're just more or less um, just getting such like heavy emotion kind of thrown at you, and I don't know. The only way to deal with it is to kind of really get to know the character, is the author. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that, especially with your text, I noticed that the more you go on with the story, the more dialogue you're getting because you're starting to meet more people. Like, we already had your base characters, and now going into this, even though they are in such a terrible position, we are starting to learn more about them as people. And I think that really does help the story kind of progress in a way because you're not only getting his own side of the story and his own kind of storyline, but you're also getting dialogue with it. I almost think of it as a kind of like a letter to himself about what's going on. Kind of like Diary of Anne Frank, kind of, not really, since it's more story, not diary written. Right. I didn't even think of that. There is a lot of dialogue as we get further on, because, you know, you're based on, he's basing his life on what people said, and honestly, that's what life is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought about that, but like, it's a really good point, Aaron, how like in the beginning there wasn't a lot of dialogue, but as we go on there's more. Like when he went that when he met the doctor in the infirmary where he hurt his foot and the doctor was super nice to him and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of refreshing because I don't yeah. think he really had any good uh, um, human contact besides that doctor who I thought was super nice to him actually, um, despite where he was. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a really important part of the story. Because I feel like he wasn't alone at that point. Like, he knew, oh, like, this person's talking to me. They want to talk to me. They want to help me. We're both put in this bad position, but he's finding the best out of it. Yeah. Yeah, especially in such a position where... Sorry. Um, But in such a position where he thinks that, like, less kind things are the kindest moments, where now you're actually seeing, like, an actual person with actual like emotion and good like intentions and you actually like see that and it is kind of refreshing just to see it yeah i don't know if, but i kind of like the doctor is way and like getting him to trust him and at the end he would kind of like do something terrible and awful trail because of course 
know the whole Nazi thing is not a positive mm-hmm. I don't know like thing so I kind of felt like it coming and it just never happened no it never happened he was an mm-hmm. actual good person even though his morals were kind of off being involved in the Nazi party but he was kind of yeah. nice which is weird <laughs> it was kind of like I feel like eventually I feel like we're gonna say this now and I feel like something's gonna happen in the future that we're all just gonna be like well yep we're just gonna <laughs> so I think we still gotta watch for that one but I think so far it's refreshing to see someone with a heart <laughs> yeah he was just doing his job that would be expected like nowadays yeah I also think that I think mean, because they're, I feel like there's so much emotion on their side of the part because they're not being told why they're there. They're kind of just like, because they're kind of in that state of mind where they're like, why is this happening to me? And no one's telling them, which is kind of expected because there's people aren't there to be nice. You know what I mean? And especially now that we know what happened, like we kind of know our basis because we are kind of like future them kind of not really but like we're their future basically so it's kind of like we know what their morals are but at their time they don't know why they're there which is why i feel like so many emotions are stirred up because they really are kind of trying to figure out like why am i here and why do i need to survive like they know they need to but why yeah i feel like a lot of I don't know. The book is, of course, historical because it was written about a time that happened in history. But at the same time, I feel like mm-hmm. it's not based on a lot of fact. You don't hear about, I don't know, him being a boy and like Hitler's rise to power, how things are slowly changing. It's just kind of like, this happened. I don't really know why it happened. I feel like we're kind of missing like at the same time. Not much of like mm-hmm. a historical basis. Yeah. I think we're getting a lot of like what is happening to them like I think from like an outsider we've learned a lot about like well I've seen like Anne Frank and I've read Anne Frank but just seeing that like seeing I feel like with the the two stories it was more like what is their experiences which is not a bad thing I think that is something you still need to rely on especially on like this type of person's point of view but I also feel like it's not something that you can base off of like fact like if you were trying to make like a historical movie like I feel like you could with what goes in like what is going on inside of the camp itself which is I feel like something that we all don't get a perspective on which is nice to like to kind of learn about because you don't really know what's on the inside until you have someone like this share their experience but I feel like you're also kind of like you're gaining a lot but you're also kind of still missing something like how did it all happen how did this camp even become something that was that big why did these events become this big I feel like the overall like reason why everything happens is something we're missing but like the actual like smaller details are things that we're getting so it's kind of like a you're gaining something but you're also kind of missing something at the same time kind of thing yeah you have to go in kind of knowing (laughs) some about something about holocaust or else you would be lost yeah, I feel like some of the people who are in the camps are either thinking, oh, what did I do wrong to be here? Or that other people are thinking, why am I here? I don't deserve to be here. Like, I feel like it's just total opposites and no one really understands like what's going on. Um, so obviously everyone has their own like personal thoughts about it. And um, I feel like 
there are some people who aren't on the same page as others, which is kind of crazy because now we think about it, we think that's a horrible time. Those people did not deserve to be in there. They didn't deserve to go through all that suffering. But in the camps, like during the present time when they actually were present in them and they were living through it, I bet some of them had different thoughts about what was going on. Yeah, it does make me wonder like how they'll look back and it's all over like once they gain some like I don't know like outsider perspective and some space from the event it does make me wonder how their like changes and it will become the more I wouldn't say classic but the more I guess obvious way like the way we look at it like this is a horrific event no one should go through it it does make me wonder if they'll ever mm-hmm. gain that perspective or if they'll hold on to how they felt when they were in the camps I still wonder how, as people, they can go back into regular life and start living life again. I don't know, maybe I'm just really paranoid as a person, but just, like, going back, it's such a, like, horrific event, and for the people who have survived it, like, how do they go back to normal life? Just not... I I, I feel like they come out of that... I, I would think that they would come out of such a traumatic event and hopefully just be grateful for everything, because I couldn't imagine just going through that and then having to live normal life the next day oh yeah and you can totally see that in how we're living because we're living through like a major historical moment and once it's all over we keep saying once it's all over everything normal but i don't think any of us really processed like how difficult that's probably going to be yeah yeah it's going to like feel weird to go outside without a mask or anything I can't imagine going back into school. Like, I still look at all my photos with, like, my people, like, hanging out or, like, homecoming from, like, last year or anything. And I still look, I'm like, I can't believe they let so many people in at one time right, together. Right. So that, like, you just crazy. think about these little, I don't know, I was, was watching videos and it was, like, swim lessons and in our face into the pool. Or, of course, like, little children. It's just, it's amazing, like, how we, our perspective has changed on, like, the whole term thing. It's, like... I have to put hand sanitizer on every single time I touch things. I'm going to try my sleeve instead of touching this thing. And it it's just weird how, I don't know, like our perspective changed. Mm-hmm. Or just even like, like I've taken just like a couple of trips, but mainly like, will I stay in the hotel and then we'll be like outside most of the time. That's my family just in general, but like going in just like having to wipe down the hotel or whatever and just taking safety precautions as much as possible. And I just remember like my aunt just being like, you know what, now that I think about it, any hotel you stay at, you should probably wipe down the whole place because you generally don't know who has been in it before you, which I've been like, you, you never thought of that until like this time now that that's something you should think about, like either when you travel or just normal life yeah now there's so many things to think about and like be considerate about before like i used to not care about any of them because it didn't matter we were Mm -hmm. in a pandemic but now it's just very different and like like maya said yeah like perspectives change yeah we're like we're growing as people and it does you we're gonna be like i don't know just hold hold it's all over because like in like a mature kind of outlook we've seen how things can go poorly and be a lot more appreciative i think right Mm -hmm. um i have one more piece of evidence to share real quick okay um 
So previously we have talked about how he was fasting as like a re- uh, as a rebellion stance against God because he thought there was no God out there, no protector for him. Um, but further on in the book, that was on page um, 69, but as we move to page 76, he states, um, were there still miracles on this earth? He was alive. He had passed the second selection. He had proved his usefulness. I gave him back his knife and spoon. That quote was um, said after Eli realized that his father was not chosen for the selection and he was safe. Um, he was previously chosen, but then they let him go. Um, moments before the news, though, um, Eli felt very sad. Um, maybe even slightly like suicidal. He believed that there was nothing left to live for since he had lost his father. The camp wasn't getting any better. Um, if anything, it was getting worse. Nothing seemed to give him a little to live and he had nothing to hold on to. And I believe this is pathos because it's um, pertaining to like a roller coaster of emotions. Um, from the beginning, we saw the author overcome shock by his father being chosen and then relief as his father was um, being protected. And he quotes, were there still any miracles on this earth? I believed he was going back to his faith and maybe questioning it to see if, um, oh, maybe I shouldn't give up on my faith because there is still possible miracles on this earth that can be given by God. Mm-hmm. I see that. I, it's so weird that you said that because I took the other one. I said, like, here, take the knife. He said, I won't need it anymore. You may find it useful. Also, take the spoon. Don't sell it quickly. Go ahead and take what I'm giving you. It's so weird that you did that one because I also wrote that one as I thought it was such a situation where there was just, there can be, like, two outcomes that could, like, actually, like, arise. And honestly, you wouldn't know, like, what could happen. And I think that it is generally true that like because there are so many just outcomes that could come out of just this one thing and there too he could either come out alive or he could not so i think for that it was just something on his part that he was just confused which i totally see because you know you i feel like people they followed you know their beliefs so much which is a great thing and then all of a sudden you know they come into this situation where that's almost put put to the test almost and I think just to see that is something generally I feel like we all just don't see how much being put under pressure really does change a person and what their beliefs can actually do to a person right and going on with the oh sorry oh no I was just agreeing oh um so I like took a chance to jump on that because Maya was talking about how perspectives change and I feel like it's so true how a person's perspective on something can totally shift based on like as you go along life because just because you think one thing one day you're going to find out something another day and you're going to totally shift where you stand on a certain matter Oh, definitely like i think because specifically like beliefs and everyone's beliefs and their religion is something so strong and such a you know that it is something that they really ho- held on to for so long to see such a perspective change is crazy and i think that like i think we definitely that's a really good example for how perspectives can change out, out of just even so little time yeah it's crazy to see how I don't know it's growth like at the same time right yeah it's just it's growth and it's maybe should not have happened then 
think, but at the same time, it happens. And I'm sure it really gives you time to think and like really understand why you do things when you face such hor- horrific event. Um, okay, I don't have anything else to share if anyone else wants to go. Um, I think I'm good for yeah, my stuff. Alrighty, I think that's end of discussion three. Alright, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.